Welcome into the MMA Minutes. I'm your host, Sean Anderson, and alongside me, as always, is Dandy Gutierrez. Yes, yes. How are you, Sean? That is your name. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for responding. Oh, absolutely. And how are you, Sean? <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, you know, same old, same old. Nothing. It's a rainy day out, so I mean, nothing to complain here in Chicago, but we got uh, UFC 216, which we are super excited for in the MMA world. You know, last week we talked a lot about boxing, we touched upon boxing, uh, but now we got to move over into the UFC side and in the MMA world where we are most comfortable in talking about UFC 216. Headlined by Tony Ferguson taking on Kevin Lee for the interim lightweight title. And the funny thing about this, before we get into the actual fights that we're talking about, we're talking about five fights on this card, is that Tony Ferguson's upset that Demetrius Johnson is not headlining this card. You think that Tony Ferguson, not only is he getting money for headlining this card and being the main guy they're pushing for this, you'd think that he'd be accepting that and be like, you know, I'm cool with it. But since DJ is on such a historic run, and you know, since DJ has just been mowing through the flyweight division, he wants to be given respect to Demetrius Johnson. Do you think it's weird that Tony's coming out and saying this? No, I don't think it's weird at all. Uh, I think he likes he's Tony Ferguson's the type of athlete that likes to give respect where respect is due. Um, he is fighting for the interim lightweight championship, but right now conor mcgregor is the legitimate lightweight contender so i'm not arguing the that champion he, yeah. champion yes i'm sorry so i'm not arguing that he's arguing that dj should be in the main event i think if dj were in the main event and tony ferguson were in the co-main event against kevin lee i think the uh i think the pay-per-view uh buy payout rate would be the same similar mm-hmm. but um i no i i don't think it's weird at all i actually like tony ferguson for saying something like that because dj is on a run he's it, on a crazy run it is odd though seeing that uh the interim lightweight title is is taking over an, a true uh title fight in the the flyweight division as it you is kind of weird isn't it connor is 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 the true lightweight title uh, holder so yeah it is yeah. a little bit weird we usually don't see that usually the interim fights are uh below the true title fights but still anyway we got two title fights on this card and let's jump into it. the first fight we're gonna be talking about there's a lot of good cards a lot of good f- fighters on this card yes uh, the are. one we want to talk about first is on the fight pass prelims starting at 5 15 central time and uh we got the number 13th middleweight talis latis taking on brad tavares latis coming in at 27 and 7 brad tavares coming in at 15 and 5 so looking at this what are your thoughts on this fight this is a high-stakes fight in terms of the middleweight division, at least. Uh, Talos Latis is 13th ranked. Brad Tavares isn't ranked at all, but he's been with the UFC for a very long time. He was an alum on Team Chuck Liddell for uh, the Ultimate Fighter for Liddell versus Ortiz, if you guys remember that. Uh, he didn't win the Ultimate Fighter, but he uh, excelled in the UFC no matter what. But he's had some ups and downs. However, recently, he's on a two-fight winning streak. And uh, right now, Talos Latis is on a kind of win-one-lose-one uh, situation going mm-hmm. on right now in the UFC. However, he is ever improving on his stand-up because he has trained at Nuvo and Yao with uh, Master Andre Pedaneris. But Brad Tavares is a scrapper. He's cleaned up his striking a lot, training extreme couture. Um, and I've seen him actually utilize both stances, both southpaw and orthodox. You usually see Talis Leitas fight at a standard Muay Thai stance and right-handed. But if he utilizes his offensive Brazilian jiu-jitsu, he could take it away from Brad Tavares. But that being said, I, I like Brad Tavares' uh, wrestling defense because it's always been there, so I'm going to go for Brad in this fight. Yeah, you look at Brad Tavares' last three losses, Robert Whitaker, Tim Bosch, and Yola Romero, so a really nice string of losses there. I mean, if you're losing to those type of guys, you're losing to top quality competition, and even his wins as well. You look at Nate Marquardt and uh, Elias Theodoro, so Brad Tavares recently 3-3 three and three in his last six fights. You look at uh, Talos Leites on the other side. Again, he's 3-3 three and three on his other fights. Sam Alvey, Chris Camozzi, and Tim Bosch were his wins, and then Michael Bisping, Gegard Musafi, and Christoph Yoko 
were those losses in, in those fights. So guys on similar paths right now, both 3-3 three and three in their last fights. It's going to be interesting to see who wins this one. I'm going to go with Brad Tavares just because he is younger. I like that you know he's got less wear and tear on his body. I think Leitzis is getting up there in age. I think Tavares has got that little more of step in his game, and I'll go with Tavares in that. And it's really just basically pure, uh, based pure on age because I think Leitzis is a better fighter. It's a um, high-stakes fight. It's mm-hmm. a high-stakes middleweight fight no matter how you look at and, it. And it's crazy to think of that because it's on the early prelim. So a lot of stake in this early prelim fight, but you know it, it, this is how deep this card is. Yes. UFC 216 has been a really nice card so far, um, and hopefully we're not plagued by any uh, weight cuts or bad weight cuts. Uh, or injuries or anything this. like that. Exactly. So hopefully it's a, a, a nice, easy, smooth ride. Let's move on to the next one, though. Uh, we're going to the FX card. We got Lando Venata taking on Bobby Green. Lando obviously you know, coming uh, into the UFC looking fantastic against Tony Ferguson, losing against Tony Ferguson, and then having that crazy highlight knockout uh, of John McDessie. I think he lost his last fight, though, and he, he did, uh, losing it to uh, David Temler. But Lando Venata still so far, he's been really impressive in his three fights in the UFC, and Bobby Green has been a UFC vet for a while. So looking at this fight, are you going to go with the vet in Bobby Green, or are you going to go with Lando Venata? You know what? I'm going to go with Lando Venata, and the reason I'm not going with Bobby King Green is because Bobby King Green's been out for a very long time, and usually when you take a long layoff like that, it usually does take a toll on your performance inside the UFC. I mean, he, he did have a long layoff from Barboza to Poirier, but I mean, well, his last fight was April 15th, so it's not too long, long of a layup. But he's on a three-fight losing streak. That is true. So this is a very high-stakes fight. We're talking about high-stakes fight in the middleweight division. This is a high-stakes fight for, I would argue, both Bobby Green and Lando Venata to see how they can stake their claim in this lightweight division, even for their jobs, mm-hmm. because uh, Bobby King Green, I mean, three losses. All right, he lost to Edson Barboza, which is a pretty good fight. That was a decision. Uh, he lost to Dustin Poirier by knockout in the first round, and that that he was kind of showboating, and, you know, Dustin Poirier clocked him and ended it in the first round. Uh, Rashid Magmedov, I mean, it was a good fight. It was a close fight, split decision fight, but he got controlled. So it kind of makes you wonder if... An, it, an extravagant striker, kind of like Lando Venata, who actually comes from a wrestling background, what game plan Lando Venata is going to come up with. And training at Greg Jackson's MMA, I think he's going to come up with a pretty impressive game plan, so I'm going to have to go with Lando Venata on yeah, this Yeah, it's, it's been a while since Bobby Green has been getting anything, any, any momentum going his way. You look at the last time he fought a, a really creative striker uh, like Lando Venata, it was Ed, Edson Barboza. Yes. Barboza won that one unanimous, unanimously. So I think, you know, really, Lando's got the speed advantage. He's got really age on his side as well. I feel like Lando is on the upswing of his career compared to Bobby, where I think Bobby's you know on the, on the on the downside of his career. So I think that Lando is going to be able to really dominate this fight. But it's going to be interesting to see because Lando, while he is been very impressive in the in the actual octagon, he's only one and two in the UFC. So he's got to right. get a win. So really, you're looking at this. If Lando gets a win, good for him. He moves on. He keeps moving upwards. But if Bobby Green's able to bounce back, it's a, it's a nice fight because, you know, Lando isn't truly proven in the UFC because he really hasn't gotten those wins in the UFC. And he's um, a tough guy, too. He's a tough guy, too. Mm-hmm. So. And speaking of tough guys, we're going to move on to the next fight. Will Brooks taking on Nick Lentz, the carny Nick yes. Lentz. So, I mean, if you're looking at tough guys, I mean, he just fits the part look-wise. And Nick Lentz can stand there and yes. bang with the best of them. Nick Lentz coming in at 29-8-2, also has a no contest on his belt. Will Brooks coming in 18-3, and three, but a lot of those losses have come in the UFC. Will Brooks really hasn't been able to find his footing in the UFC yet since coming over 
uh, from Bellator has lost his last two, losing to Alex Oliveira and Charles Oliveira. So looking at this, will Will Brooks be able to bounce back on the winning side, or will the Carney be able to pull this one out? You know what? This is a very high-stakes fight as well in the lightweight division. Ill Will Brooks versus Nick Lentz uh, is a match between two outstanding grapplers. You look at Will Brooks, and he's an awesome wrestler. Nick Lentz is an amazing Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. Uh, will Brooks actually is the former Bellator lightweight champion, but he's actually uh, training an American top team, and that's how he's developing his uh, striking technique. So his striking, you see, is coming along very well. So he's able to switch, uh, you know, from southpaw to orthodox. So he's got very good kicks. He's got good straight punches. Problem is he uh, leaves his hands down a lot. He does that thing where he leaves his hands down and leaves his head straight up, and that's how he gets tagged and clocked and kind of gets a little overprivileged there, I guess you could say. But Nick the Carney Lentz, is a destroyer. He likes to go forward and rain bombs and go for that takedown, go for that double leg, try to clinch up with you against the cage, try to wear you out, take you down, beat you up, and choke you out and wear on you until there's nothing left. However, that being said, I think Ill Will Brooks has a lot to take in the tank, so I'm going to take Will Brooks on this one. I think he could uh, outdo Nick Lentz in this fight just because he's the bigger lightweight, and him being a former champion, I, I think he's more motivated. Yeah, it, it's weird not seeing Will Will Brooks really bounce back yet, and it's weird not seeing him really take advantage of it. And you look at Nick Luntz, he hasn't really beat anyone big. I mean, he's got a win over Hakron Diaz, he's got a win over Manny Gambirian, but those were a while ago. Tyson Griffin, but that was when Tyson was on his down, you know, you know, the the the, the rough side of his career. I just feel like Will Brooks has a ton of talent, and I think it's all in his head, and really hasn't been kit, be able to get past uh, the things in his head. So I think if Will Brooks is able to get past those, he'll be able to get the win over Nick Lentz. So right now, we really haven't uh, disagreed. Did you pick Talos Lattes or did you pick uh, Brad Tavares? I picked Brad Tavares. Okay, so right now, we're, we're, we're even uh, through three. We've picked the okay. same fighters through three. But let's go to the main card. Opening up, Benil Darius taking on Evan Dunham in a lightweight fight. Benil Darius uh, coming in at 14-3. and three. Evan Dunham coming in at 17-6. and six. How can both guys win this fight, and who do you got? Well, both of these guys have very similar styles. However, Benil Darius is a southpaw, and Evan Dunham is orthodox. They both have very good striking. They're both amazing grapplers. Uh, Benil Darius, I give the advantage in the offensive wrestling. However, that being said, Evan Dunham's very dangerous off of his back. Uh, Evan Dunham is on a four-fight win streak, and Benil Darius just lost to Edson Barboza via flying knee, um, and that will be on his highlight <laughs> forever. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I'm going to go with Benil Darius because of the fact that he's able to mix it up a little bit better than Evan Dunham, I believe. Uh, I, I think that southpaw stance is really going to throw off Evan Dunham. I think Benil Darius is actually going to be very offensive with his wrestling and throw a lot of kicks from the outside. So it's going to be in, in and out and in this fight. So you look at be good. Benil Darius had a five fight win streak, but after that, he's been two and four in his pa- or two and two in his past four fights. You look at Adam Dunham after losses to RDA, Donald Cerrone, and Edwin, Edwin, Edson Barboza. You mentioned the four fight win streak that he is on. So it's going to be interesting to see who can pull this out. Uh, who's who do you got in that fight? Benil Darius. All right, I'm going to go with Adam, Evan Dunham. He's he's on he's on a four fight win streak. Momentum. I think he's got a lot of confidence. I'll, I'll go with the momentum and, and, and Evan Dunham to get the win here. But Benil Darius, I mean, he's been a killer Tough before, guy. And, and I mean, he's losing to top quality guys in, the, in his past couple losses. So we'll move on to the next one: heavyweight fight: Derek Lewis versus Fabricio Verdum. 21-7-1 Verdum is, 18-5-0 with one no contest is Derek Lewis. Um, both guys obviously, you know, have, have well, not really both guys. Uh, Fabricio has been there before, has yes. been a champion before. Derek yes. Lewis trying to make his way up there, so this could be his next stepping stone to get to a championship. Will Derek Lewis be able to take that step to get to championship contention? 
with a win like Fabricio, with a with a win over Fabricio Verdum, he can do that. But in his last fight, I'm kind of questioning questioning where he is mentally because in his last fight, he said that his last fight was going to be his last fight. Mm-hmm. And both of these guys are coming off of uh, losses, and those are high stakes losses. Verdum's coming off of a loss against Alistair Overeem, and Derek Lewis Derek Lewis is coming off of a war with Mark Hunt. Mm-hmm. So this is a very interesting fight. Uh, that being said, I believe Fabricio Verdum is a much more complete athlete. I feel like his Brazilian jiu-jitsu is second to none. Uh, when you get when he's on his back, you do not want to go into his guard because he's got nasty reversals. Uh, when he's on top of you, you do not want to be on the bottom of him. Uh, and the clinch, he's very strong. And out and distance, when he's striking, he's very slick as well. He's actually very good on the feet. Uh, Derek Lewis has awesome power he's got size very strong Mm -hmm. um he actually moves well for a heavy guy too but that makes you wonder if he can keep that up for three rounds so i'm gonna go with fabricio verdum just because of the fact that he's uh much more experienced uh he's got a lot going for him he's got he's got former championship experience i think he can get it done and that was the thing that really hurt Derek lewis in that mark hunt fight was going four rounds really looked gassed looked tired so we'll see what fabricio who can put on a clinic will do against Derek lewis it's funny though looking at both these guys records they're one on one in their past two fights. Both of their wins come over Travis Brown. So mm-hmm. funny looking at that. Uh, I'm gonna go with Fabricio though. I think you you hit the nail on the head. More complete fighter has the championship experience. Um, is more well conditioned, and I just feel like Derek Lewis, while he is a good fighter, I don't think he's a championship level fighter. Yeah. Fabricio is a, a championship level fighter. I don't know if Derek is gonna gonna ever get there. I you know, really can't say because you never know what can happen in MMA. But um, I think that um, Fabricio has proven obviously that he is a championship level fighter um, and can return there again let's move on to the co-main event though flyweight title demetrius mighty mouse johnson putting on his belt for the 11th straight time trying to defend it for the 11th straight time right yes um so demetrius mighty johnson taking on ray borg this was supposed to happen back at ufc 215 right yes 215 but uh ray borg had to pull out with the flu so that fight did not end up happening we'll see if this one happens uh ray borg has uh you know well-known uh, struggles making weight, so we'll see if he can make weight on Friday. But looking at this, Mighty Mouse versus Borg, who do you got? I have Mighty Mouse, of course. Demetrius Johnson is one of the most complete champions that we've seen in the UFC. Uh, I mean, what what can't you say about him? He's got great striking, he's got great grappling, he's dominant, uh, and he's flashy, and he finishes fights too. Ray Borg is a tough guy, but I don't know if he can pull it out against Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. I mean, Ray Borg's got heavy hands, he's a great wrestler, he's got awesome chokes too. Most of his wins in the UFC have come by rear naked choke, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, he's incre- he's got the will, he's got the drive, we'll see if he could rise to the occasion, but... He's got a tough outing against one of the best, if not the most dominant champion in the UFC right now, and that's DJ. Mighty Mouse has not had really a close fight. I mean, he's had a couple close fights, uh, one with Joseph Benavides, but really outside of that, really since 2012, he's not had a close fight. Demetrius Johnson has been you know, scared a couple times by some of his opponents, but ultimately he ends up pulling away and dominating every single fight. I think maybe Borg can, you know, you know, worry Mighty Mouse a little bit early on, but I think ultimately Jimmy Drew's Mighty Mouse Johnson is the most complete champion we have, like you said, um, and I think he'll be able to pull away and get a win over Ray Borg. And let's move on now to the main event, Tony Ferguson, El Kakui, taking on Kevin Lee, the uh, Motown phenom yes. uh, for the interim lightweight title. Ferguson, 23-3. and three. Kevin Lee, 16-2. and two. Kevin Lee coming off of a win in his last fight against Michael Chiesa, which was a great fight with the lead-up because those two guys going back and forth was fantastic. Lee won uh, via first-round submission. Tony Ferguson's last fight was a win over RDA, which he dominated for five rounds. So looking at this, 
El Kakui, will he finally be able to strap gold around his waist? I believe so. He's very long. Uh, he's got great striking. He's very unorthodox with his striking as well. He switched stances from orthodox to southpaw. Uh, when he goes in for a takedown, he can go in for a double leg, he can go in for a single leg, or he can roll into an aminari roll, grab your leg, and take you down. And if he ends up on his back, he doesn't care because he's pretty slick off of his back as well. He's very long and lengthy. He's got awesome jiu-jitsu. He's got awesome... Uh, reversals, amazing triangle chokes. He's got awesome arm locks as well. He is one of the most complete fighters that we've seen in the lightweight division. His only losses to Michael Johnson, and Michael Johnson is a knockout artist. Mm-hmm. But that was back in 2012. Yes. And so since, similar to DJ, hasn't had a close fight since 2012. And since then, he's been on a nine-fight winning streak in the lightweight mm-hmm. division, and that's against the cream of the crop in the lightweight division. That being said, Kevin Lee is one of the cream of the crop. He's uh, the new kid on the block. The Motown Phenom's coming up. He had his last fight against uh, Michael Chiesa, he was very patient. So he utilized his wrestling, his patience, and he utilized his superior strength to overcome Michael Chiesa and get in that choke. Uh, I didn't think a lot of people were expecting that from Kevin Lee. So this is going to be a very interesting fight. This fight's going to be more of a chess match rather than checkers does that make sense yeah and i think one thing that that ferguson does so well is his movement uh when striking and, and it's something that is just really unparalleled i mean he can really move and flow just his so angles freely. When he, yes his angles when he strikes are superior i believe and, to kevin lee's and i think that's going to be the difference here because you look at tony ferguson what he's been able to do over those past nine fights is use those angles and use that movement to his advantage and kevin lee while he is a very you know new up-and-coming fighter while he does have a lot of potential to him I don't think he'll be able to match Tony on the feet. And I think right. Tony, who, how you know well versed he is on the ground, I think he'll be able to you know keep it close on the ground. And then when they're striking, Tony's going to be able to pull away. And I, I'm not too, I'm not a big fan of Kevin Lee getting a title fight right now. He's obviously being thrown into the fire as you know only the number seventh lightweight. Um, but still, five fight, fight win streak. This, yeah, this is the fight that's been made. But I don't, I don't think he's ready enough yet. Where Tony Ferguson seems motivated, he's got the ability on the feet to win this fight, and I think Tony Ferguson well, is ultimately going to get this. Kevin Lee is dangerous, and he's got great wrestling, and he's got powerful hands. And you saw he's a very powerful grappler. So we'll see who's stronger in this fight, Kevin Lee or Tony Ferguson. Quick episode of the MMA minutes, but we got to wrap up. We're on a little bit of a time crunch, but just to recap, Talos versus Brad Tavares. Danny and I are both picking Brad Tavares. Looking at Lando Venata versus Bobby Green, we both have Lando Venata. Will Brooks versus Nick Lentz, we both have Will Brooks. Uh, Benil Dariush versus Adam Dunham. Uh, Danny's got Dariush. Yes, I, I have do. Dunham. Uh, when we're looking at Verdum versus Lewis, we both got Verdum. Uh, we both got Mighty Mouse against Ray Borg, and we both have Tony Ferguson over Kevin Lee. So not too many varying picks in this one, um, but it should still be a fantastic card. Again, UFC 216 taking place. Um, on Saturday at the T-Mobile Arena, the biggest event in Vegas since uh, the tragic events that happened on Sunday. So our best wishes to everyone in Vegas and everyone affected by that circumstances. That is going to do it for the MM Minutes, and we will see you next time.